Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Have you ever wondered how to achieve a cohesive and seamless looking aesthetic in your social media photos and website photos? Lightroom presets are basically just like photo filters, but better. Presets are carefully crafted and designed to adjust the detailed composition of photos like light and color to achieve a one-click beautiful outcome. I just launched a brand new preset, Sunshine and Cream, to my Details and Swirls preset collection. My presets are sold individually or come in a bundle pack of four with detailed instructions for easy one-click use. All you need is the free Lightroom app and a photo. It is seriously so easy. I've spent months perfecting my latest preset and each one in my collection provides a unique and beautiful outcome. I cannot wait to see your photos come to life. Visit detailsandswirls.com slash collections slash presets or visit the description of this podcast for the direct link. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today I am joined by a very special guest. I have Vivian Grimes of Henry Noel Jewelry on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat with you. Of course. I'm so excited to chat all about the jewelry business. This is a business I'm very unfamiliar with, so I'm really excited to hear all of the behind the scenes. If you want to just get started by giving everyone who's listening, maybe just a brief personal introduction on yourself. Okay. So my name is Vivian Grimes. I am born and raised in Naples, Florida. I'm actually one of six kids. So you can imagine that Every day brought something new and our dinners were always loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can probably already imagine with your growing family that (laughs) we all had such big personalities and even to this day, we're all super close growing up. I've always been and still am really active. I love just being outside. If I can run, I'll do it. And that's actually what ultimately brought me to Boston College, where I ran D1 cross country and track. While at BC, I met so many incredible people that I'm still friends with today. And let's see, upon graduation, I actually like wasn't sure. I feel like a lot of people go through. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I had a fifth year. And that's what brought me to University of Southern California, where I ran on their track and cross country team. And then I studied business entrepreneurship in the Marshall School of Business, which was amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. um, oh, yeah. No, it was great. Like all my different experiences, I kind of feel like in a way led up to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely like steps to yeah. the foundation of really Henry Noel. And after graduating from USC, I went on to work at Guthrie Ranker Ventures, where I did marketing and analytics. And the people I was surrounded with there still were incredible mentors and were such teachers. And I look back, I'm like, I was so young and really didn't know that much of really what I was doing, even coming out of business school. And they were so instrumental to like help me understand really like the whole 
business world as a whole. And at GR, I worked with skincare and beauty brands, which I love skincare. That's a whole other thing to jewelry. Also completely different to diamonds and jewelry. And so I worked on Jennifer Lopez's team, Cindy Crawford's team, Jane Seymour with Crepe Race Cosmetics. And what we would do is we would build these brands from the ground up and we would help them get into different retail stores and we would create different marketing materials to really ultimately help people understand each of these founders' stories so that people would connect with the brand, ultimately connect with you know the line and eventually use it. And all the products really were amazing too. Yeah. And then kind of during that whole portion while working at Guthy Ranker, I was always doing a little bit of, this sounds way more cool and impressive than it is, but like engage at wing consulting, which is so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Cause I had all these friends were starting to get married. And so a lot of like my cousins and cousins, friends, friends, friends of friends started to reach out to me. And I guess this allows me to backtrack a little bit. My family's been in the jewelry business my whole life around 40 years. My grandfather, Henry, he started his own jewelry business in Rhode Island back when that was the hub for jewelry, gold, the port of where jewelry was coming in out of. He then moved his family to Naples, Florida, where my father, Rick and Henry, they started their own jewelry store and they called it Henrik's. My grandfather was an incredible teacher to my dad and my dad being such a teacher to me. I knew ultimately that when I wanted to start something, it would be something family oriented because I love that like the relationship my dad had with his dad and honestly how that like always helped him grow and help him do better. And it kind of kept like this really nice family connection as well. So when I was kind of living in Los Angeles at the time, after graduating, graduating from USC, I started kind of thinking, I think there's something here. And I know it sounds natural, like, oh, well, of course you would go into the jewelry business. That makes sense. But I never thought of it, actually. Like, never thought that it would really be like a fit for me until I really started to talk to people outside of more so my network and building connections and seeing how I was influencing people, helping people, and ultimately help like educating people. And that's really what led me to quit my corporate job and start Henry Noel full-time, which I allowed me to move back to Naples, Florida, be with my family. My family never really leaves their hometown. Yeah. <laughs> and so it allowed me to go back and be with them and start Henry Noel. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's such a journey. I feel like there's so much to unpack there. I love that you kind of went into the corporate world doing the type of work that you were doing, because while it's not related to jewelry at all, there has to be so many similarities just in the way that the businesses are like approached and run marketing wise, working, especially with those like higher level names and things along those lines. And just as you mentioned, the people at your firm that you worked with being such good mentors to you. I don't think that we realize a lot of times you know, at least I didn't realize this, like coming out of college, it's like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm not loving what I'm doing, or maybe you are loving what you're doing, but it's not exactly where you see yourself. And you don't realize that every single day, you're just learning so much that's going to help you down the line. So how did that kind of experience post-graduation shape you for the business that you have now with some of the skills that you learned? So I would say first, while I was learning, I didn't, again, I didn't know that much about skincare beauty, working this retail space, the whole marketing portion. And what I ultimately learned was about like the story. And although you might be selling a product, 
the story really becomes that quorum base so that you connect with your customers or, you know, people kind of just looking, watching, learning about your brand. So really just like the story. And it's been a big part for me with Henry Newell because the whole foundation of really how I started it was actually because of my family. It wasn't just every piece I make isn't just a piece of jewelry. It's a piece I do with my dad. It's something that we do together. And as honestly, Henry Noel has grown, I always try to take a step back and realize like I started this first with my dad to be with my family, to grow, you know, grow our relationship and that I want to continue to do that. And then with working in the corporate world, kind of as I grow and how I interact with people, as I'm trying to get into different retailers, I kind of use that same foundation because when we were, you know, working again to Sephora, Ulta, these are big brands. And at that time, some of the brands I was working with were really small, where a lot of these companies, they didn't really care that much, or some of them, they believed in it and they were excited about it and they gave it a chance. And I find that when I speak to say other retailers or influencers to kind of one, start with my story and then start with the product. And then either some of them are really into it. They want to support a small business. They love me. They love the product too. And, and chance, then we start doing business together or some of them don't. And that's okay. Also. Wow. Yeah. It's all those little things that you can't even just like put into words of like just tips and tricks and experience that you pick up along the way that really do have such an effect on just the outlook that you have moving forward with different like initiatives in the business and different ways to approach things and everything like that. Just gaining experience is just so awesome. And I try to tell people all the time who are, you know, maybe wanting to start their own business or something along those lines that like, it's okay if you don't, you know, know exactly where you want to be at any given point, because all of the steps to getting you to wherever you're going to end up are all going to be so helpful in ways that you may not even realize yet. And it's just an important point, I feel like, to take away. Now, when you were kind of making that transition from corporate to taking on the business, at what point did you kind of realize, like, because I know you had mentioned, like, it wasn't always your dream to go into the family jewelry business. And that's not what you set out to do like this whole time. So when did that kind of flip for you? It really flipped me once I started connecting with people outside of my network or, you know, really outside of my friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I realized, I'm like, oh, I think that there's actually a need for this. There's a need for people to really understand the diamond business, understand the process of making fine jewelry. You know, historically, the jewelry business is really run by males and it's in a small little box. No one really talks about what goes into making each of these pieces. And when I started talking to my cousins, friends, and telling them what goes into making a diamond ring, what really a diamond should cost for you. They were just mind blown and they love taking in this info. And I saw a need for education. Also just, you know, being a female in the space, we really are the ones wearing the jewelry every day. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are seeking to have different pieces to wear every day with our different outfits. And so also being a female in the space to really make the pieces. I actually wear each of the pieces for around six weeks before I release them. I have a whole box of no's, but some of them do hit and some of them I love. And so I make sure when I'm wearing them, when I'm working out with them, when I'm styling with different outfits, that they all, one, are very comfortable, that they hold up well, and ultimately are great pieces that people are not going to love just that season, but have for you know a lifetime and pass on. I love that. And I love that you brought up the divide because even just when I think about jewelry businesses, either around me or 
even ones that I see online, there's just like a lot of smoke and mirrors. I feel like you don't really know like what's going on. A lot of the jewelry businesses locally that I know are like male operated or even, you know, what you see portrayed in like Hollywood and the movies. I feel like when they do movies about, you know, different like diamond districts and things like that, it's always like the New York, like old generations of, you know, those guys. And that's just like what you imagine in the jewelry business. So that's awesome that you're not only just taking on your own business and running this whole thing, but also shaping the way for future generations too, which I just think is absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. And especially being in a time right now, which I'm sure you can relate to, but we are in a wedding boom. And so with that, you know, a lot of people through again, friends of friends, different connections, they don't really know where to go. They're trying to find a ring and they're not sure. And a big part of the jewelry industry really is trust. I felt like that's really helped helped in a way that when I meet a new customer, I want really try to get to know them. And then from there, give them, because a lot of them, they don't even know how much to spend. They have no idea. They're always like, is it true with three times your salary? And I'm always <laughs> like, honestly, it is whatever you want to do, whenever you feel comfortable with. Don't let society tell you that you have to spend a certain amount when purchasing engagement ring. So I oftentimes give a variety of options and let them, or if it's just the male or they do it together, Mm -hmm. choose which ring is best for them. That's great. And that is so true. Even just here, just off my experience with my friends and families who have gotten married, it's the same thing. It's like, well, where did you go to get your ring? Like, is that place actually good? Are they trustworthy? Like, it's very difficult to find that connection. And just going back to what we were talking about before with building that story that goes along with building that relationship, you know, putting that trust behind your brand, which I think that you've done an excellent job of doing. It's very clear just even through, you know, your social media and everything along those lines, like you can tell that there's just There's more to the story there, which I absolutely love. Now, do you have an in-person store or are you just online? Yeah, I have my own showroom, which is in Naples, Florida. And so outside of what I'm doing online, whether it be in the US or internationally, I'm meeting with people all the time that come from all over, really Southwest Florida. And it's because all my inventory, I actually own all of the diamonds in variety of shapes. And so, and I tell people, I'm like, if you are local, come in. Cause I promise trying on the piece and I do my best when I send over my CAD designs and my 3d videos and videos of the rings on my hands. I do my best. And a lot of times that is enough for someone, but coming in, trying it on, seeing how each of these diamonds look on your hands, there is nothing like it. Oh my gosh. That's really great. I figured that you had an in-person place, but I just wasn't like a hundred percent sure. So, cause obviously I'm not in Florida. <laughs> I am on your website. I see the stuff that you have online, but that is awesome. That must provide for such a different experience running a business locally as well. Just being able to get that client interaction and really create relationships with the people who are purchasing from you. And especially when you're working around one of their honestly more the important purchases they're probably going to make in their lifetime, obviously, aside from like a house and things like that. But when you're talking about an engagement ring and fine jewelry, like those are large purchases that I'm sure you can build such a strong client relationship off of. Oh yeah. I actually have a whole workshop as well. I started with one jeweler and now have four jewelers and we all work together to create each of the pieces. And so a lot of times when people come in or I'll do it over zoom as well, I'll have them meet the jeweler who's 
you know, handmaking your setting, who is setting your diamond. So they really feel excited, comfortable, and confident ultimately, you know, in the ring that they're getting or at the piece of jewelry that they're getting. That's so great. Now you mentioned that you do like some CAD designs and things like that. What are some things behind the scenes that people may not know about that goes into the jewelry business? Because when you just mentioned that, I was like, oh, I never even realized that that would be a thing that you would be doing. Makes sense. But are there any other things kind of like back end work that you're doing, obviously, for the business that people may not know about? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So first, when I guess I can start with just a a piece of jewelry and we won't Mm -hmm. go, it could be engagement ring, a necklace, a bracelet. So we will create a CAD design, which is a 3D rendering. From there, once it gets approved, we will then create a wax. In this wax molding, you'll be able to kind of touch and feel it. From there, that wax molding will then be casted, go into an oven, and we'll pour the gold. So the wax will melt, the gold (laughs) will harden. Now we have a piece of jewelry. It still looks a little dirty because it's not polished yet, but this our piece to then show the customer, have them approve it. After that, we'll then sort and color match our diamonds, and then we'll set them in the piece of jewelry, and then we'll kind of fine tweak each of the prongs, polish it, and then it's ready to go. It actually is a very rigorous process for each of the pieces, especially doing all in-house versus say overseas. Uh, We take Mm -hmm. a lot of time, goes into every single piece of jewelry that we make, but it it is so fulfilling. It is so fun to be so hands-on and making each of these pieces. That is so interesting and really incredible. Cause a lot of times, you know, I feel like the jewelry stores that I'm familiar with are more so like vendor based, like they carry this vendor and that vendor and things along those lines. So you never really get to hear about the behind the scenes of like, all right, what does it look like to actually like manufacture and make your own jewelry, which also you must feel so proud that here are pieces now that you've created, you know, through the experience with your family and just everything along those lines. It must be so rewarding to see that finished product. Oh yeah, it really is. And I do a lot of, of course, in-person retail, but a lot of online through Instagram, TikTok, things like that. And really kind of showing how each of the pieces are made, trying to educate on just diamond colored stones. But what's funny is being with my dad, he has such experience in the brick and mortar space and marketing wise with a lot of like print media. Mm-hmm. And he's so good at that. He loves teaching me. And it's amazing how even now 30, 40 years later, I still definitely use his practices and they are very much relatable. And then I teach him a lot of the online sector. And it's kind of funny how we kind of go back and forth and we really are learning from each other. And he'll design some pieces, I'll design some pieces, and it'll be funny when I'm with a customer and, you know, say they love a necklace, my dad will kind of peep out and he's like, I actually, I helped with that one. I'm like, okay, (laughs) yes, you did. That's great. I never even thought of the generational divide with marketing, just in running the same business, having those two perspectives, because so much has changed since our parents started in, you know, their jobs. And in your case, as an entrepreneur, like it's an entirely new, different world, which creates a pretty cool perspective because you get to see both ends of things. Because as you mentioned, like the, I feel like the jewelry business is still a very like traditional business. So those older techniques and marketing strategies definitely still work 
because of the roots of the business. How has social media kind of helped your business in new different initiatives that you may be thinking of and running through like Instagram or TikTok because it's so new, especially for this industry. I feel like the jewelry industry doesn't really have like a huge presence on social platforms. So how has that looked for you? Oh, it's, it's helped tremendously. It's helped me connect with a whole different and new group of, I call them like family members. And so with it, I'll really help people understand. Let's see, we can start with the basics, like the four C's. People are always told that color, cut, clarity, carrot weight, but then no one really dives into deep what each of those really mean. So with social, I'll oftentimes get on there and say, this is a G color round cut diamond. This is a J color round cut diamond. Try to get, you know, good visuals. Can you tell the difference? And the price difference can actually be around $20,000. Wow. A lot of times, and people are like, I can't really tell the difference. And then I always kind of revert back to it's the cut of the diamond that is to me, very important in choosing a stone and really being again, transparent about the price difference. A lot of times I always tell myself I'm the worst salesperson because (laughs) Someone will be like, well, the G though is better. Like, should I do that one? I'm like, if, if that is important to you, yes. But if it's not, and you're really not seeing the difference here, go for this one, you know, save that money, put that towards something else. So again, really kind of being transparent with the diamonds I'm dealing with, helping people really understand what they're buying. And then kind of in addition to that, as I've expanded on to really building a whole core collection, I started with my diamonds by the inch, and my diamond drop station, which I really kind of hone and say that it's not a replacement piece of jewelry. It's actually jewelry to add on to your collection to layer with. Every jewelry really has a piece of meaning. And I I believe that, but showing people how is the jewelry being made, what's going into this. And I kind of try to give people a little bit of insight to the relationship that my dad and I have, because it's pretty cool to see the finished product and it looks so luxurious and beautiful. But when I take you to the back end shop, You'll see, you know, myself or my dad or another one of the jewelers, our hands are black <laughs> because we're really playing with the metals. And before it has that finished gold polish that goes onto it, it can be a pretty dirty process. And it, I think it's cool for people to see that. It definitely is because again, those are the things that like you just see, you know, the pretty diamonds and the showcase and everything like that, but you don't like see what goes on behind the scenes of actually literally like getting your hands dirty in Mm -hmm. it. And it's just so interesting, like to hear you talk about that and to see that because it just creates a full picture again, like back to the story, just creates a full picture for the business and the brand and creates more of that personal connection that really isn't there with everything. Who would you say that you attribute your success to in your business? Outside of my dad, who's really is my number one mentor. He's been so supportive through everything. Really say like my friends and family. I know that sounds cliche, but as I've really grown in jewelry being such in a way, a word of mouth business, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, Henry wouldn't be what it is without friends and family. And I say, you know, for people who are going to start their own businesses, it is amazing. I mean, of course, you're you're following your dreams, you're making your dreams come true, but it can be so lonely because at the same time, you're working towards a goal and you're by yourself trying to grow your business, trying to make the product. And at the end of the day, it really is your friends and family that are going to lift you up, support you, keep you going. And so I, I mean, I couldn't be more grateful and thankful. I 100% agree, especially first getting started. Like, don't underestimate the power of word of mouth of friends and family. Like 
that is what helped kickstart my business too. Like we were just talking about this for anyone who's listening. Vivian and I actually have a very close mutual friend and we were talking about like, she's always telling me about your business. She's always telling you about my business. And it's little things like that where, you know, your friends and family, they want to support you. And once you know, word starts to travel here and there. Yes, it may take a little bit of time, but it really is so helpful and so, so important in like any type of small business. I always, always talk about that. Now, moving forward into the future, this is always such a difficult question to answer, but where do you kind of see yourself in the next few years or more, or what are some like long-term goals that you have for Henry Noel? I'd probably say in the next few years, really to to grow, to not only just be my brick and mortar store and online, but to have some other locations also, because as much I do love doing business online and creating those relationships with people online, but there also is nothing like meeting you know that customer in person. So really expanding Henry Noel outside of just my space in Naples, Florida. That's awesome. Come back up to your grandfather's roof in Rhode Island. (laughs) That I would love. (laughs) That's too funny. I had no idea when you had mentioned that at the beginning, I had no idea that he started in Rhode Island. So like what a a full circle moment. I feel like there are so many people in Naples who are from Rhode Island or like live in Naples half of the year. I feel like they're very two connected areas for some reason. Very much so. That's too funny. Well, this has been such a lovely interview. I loved hearing more about your back end of the business. At the end of every episode, we have like a figurative detailed diary that we just write a note of inspiration down to anyone who may be listening. So if you have any last note of inspiration that you want to leave the listeners with. I'd probably say, don't, don't be afraid just to go for it. And don't be afraid of no is the answer. Because oftentimes as I've kind of grown and expanded, people are always like, oh my gosh, everything has been so amazing and great for you. But I reach out to people all day long to help and work with me. And I receive a lot of no's or a lot of, or simply no responses. Mm -hmm. And for those people who have reached out and have decided to work with me, it, you know, it's been amazing for a lot of times with stores or even influencers that do it just because they believe in a small business. They believe in myself and Henry Well and in the brand. And that one yes can like ignite the fire again and keeps you going. And so I really would say like don't don't be nervous, shocked, afraid just to go for it. Because a lot of times too, if it's no, you learn from that. Mm-hmm. That's perfect advice. I absolutely love that. And it's so true. Everyone learns from trial and error and no business is perfect. Just because you're seeing all of these great successes, it doesn't mean that there weren't, you know, like you said, hundreds of no's or no answers behind them. Cause I can completely agree. And that is always the case. So just being brave and going for it is wonderful. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so, so great. I will leave all of your information in the show notes and down below in the description so that everyone can find you on socials. Everyone can find you on your website. And if anyone is listening and they're in the Naples, Naples, Florida area, they can go over and find your showroom as well. (laughs) I would love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Danielle. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detail Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.